0: Patricia McKillop is the world fantasy award-winning author of novels that include a song for The Basilisk, The Tower at Stony Wood, The Night Gift, Riddle of Stars, Odd Magic, Solstice Wood. Her forthcoming book is The Bell at Sealy Head. Thank you for joining me, Patricia. Thank you for having me. Patricia, uh, I've noticed that in uh, a couple of your latest books, in particular, I'm thinking of Solstice Wood, you've taken a turn back into a world that's more familiar to most of us than some of your other worlds.
1: Well, I did that deliberately for Solstice Wood because I wanted to write a contemporary sequel of a fantasy novel, which was Winter Rose. And what I did was take the family in Winter Rose and shove it forward a couple of centuries into the real world. And also I wanted to write a bit of an homage to the place where I'd been living for 14 years and where I wrote Winter Rose, which was the Catskills. So putting those two tales together... Um, or two strands together was, was essentially what I did for, for that novel, Solstice Wood. Uh,
0: listening to the Q&A here, it seems to me you're not of the outline and plan ahead uh, writing school, but more of the sit down and start to tough it out from word, word one. Is that a fair statement?
1: Well, occasionally I try that. It never, ever works. But, you, but the more you chip, it's more like picking up a, a chisel. And you know, having this big rock in front of you, and you don't quite know what you want to do with it, but you start tinkering at it, and pretty soon things, something starts shaping, and that is very much, yeah, hit and miss.
0: <laughs> One of the things that's most impressive about your work is is the musicality of the language, and I'm wondering how much revision you go go through, and do you have readers, or do you read to aloud to yourself?
1: Um. I do revise quite a bit. I revise on the page as I write, which I know some people don't. They like to just put everything down fast and then revise it later, but I can't. If I know something sounds wrong, um, then I have to fix it right away. I don't necessarily have readers outside of my editor and my agent who don't really criticize that aspect of the work, but they are very much attuned to when something is wrong and they'll tell me to make it right even though they're not quite sure what it is, which helps.
0: <laughs> uh, you're married to David Lundy and I'm wondering about the writing habits of two people. Uh, how do you balance your hours? When do you write? Do you guys write at the same time?
1: Yeah, we pretty much do. Um, we get started sometime in the morning and quit sometime in the afternoon. and. But we're in totally different rooms. He listens to music that would drive me absolutely up a wall if I had to hear while I was writing. You know, like uh, throat singers for goodness sakes. <laughs> and I listen to things that would bore and silly, like you know, Telemann. And um, but other than that, we we don't really we appreciate each other's work after it's done. We don't really criticize it as it's going along unless we're specifically asked. And um, occasionally, I have asked Dave to read my stuff and uh, I do trust his remarks especially when he says it's boring then I know things are wrong <laughs>
0: uh, could you tell me do you do you set uh, word limits for yourself each day or do you like just try to come to the end of a scene
1: uh, no I set an hour you know I like try to write for four hours a day for no other reason than TC Boyle writes for four hours a day and I thought well it, if nothing else happens in four hours, you can at least spend four hours in a chair. And after three and a half hours, something will gradually come out of your pen. So no, it's not word limit or page limit or anything like that. It's it's just applying the seat of your pants to the seat of your chair, which is what your job is, <laughs> and hoping something happens.
0: <laughs> you use the word pen. Do you write by hand?
1: Mm-hmm. I do. I do. I um don't type it into, comu- into the computer until it. I've pretty much got it done, and it hopefully doesn't
0: need more revision, although it always does. Uh, I'm as a writer, you talked about reading a lot, and I'm wondering if you'd share with us some of the people outside the genre who most impress you and most influence your writing.
1: Mm-hmm. Uh, I mentioned Elizabeth Bowen in the panel. I'm actually reading her short story collection, which spans about uh, four or five decades in the ni- in the 20th century, for about the fifth time because I I just love her writing. I think she's amazing, and yet the closest she comes to fantasy is writing a, about a, an occasional ghost, and that's it. Um, everything else is pretty much you know, based yeah, right. in the real world in which he lived. Um, I mentioned P. G. Woodhouse, whose books I absolutely love. I read John Updike, Mordecai Richler, I read Margaret Atwood, even though I don't never like her books, but I keep having to read them. And um, just all kinds of people. <laughs> Salman Rushdie. <laughs> Go ahead.
0: Um I uh, One of the things about the genre is that it's a big community out there, and and there's a lot of uh, crosstalk in the community. I'm wondering how that crosstalk affects you as a writer.
1: Um, I don't, you mean on the the internet?
0: Uh, On the internet, in conventions, there's a lot of, uh, I mean, the science fiction community seems to be, and the fantasy community, seems to be a lot more um, connected than uh, the literary mainstream.
1: Yeah. Um, generally I find it very helpful because you realize you're not alone um, in, in writing in your very eccentric and peculiar field um, so it's helpful to find other people who who write fantasy too and who don't think you're weird for doing it and just you know you talk about the nuts and bolts of, of getting published and editors and those kind of problems and it, it, it is very helpful and occasionally there's egos that are difficult to deal with, but but that's part of the genre, I think. It's part of the feistiness and the rebellion and revolutionariness of science fiction and fantasy.
0: We've been speaking with Patricia A. McKillop. Her forthcoming book is The Bell at Sealy Head. Thank you for joining me, Patricia. Thank you. <laughs>